the opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us, we're the custody queens, yeah, you can count on us, we're the custody queens. Good morning everyone, happy Saturday, I'm Sam McBride, I'm here with my favorite blonde, Kristen Holstrom. As you guys know, we are the custody queens and we are so excited to spend this time with the Go Country family. Before we get started on today's episode, which we are so excited about, I'd like to give a big shout out to our Brothers on Law. If you aren't listening to their show, you need to start. They are the half an hour before our show. Don't miss it. Rob and Larry are awesome, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy listening to them every Saturday with my cup of coffee before we listen to ourselves. Okay, so now it's time for our TMI segment. Kristen, go ahead and take it away. And just to tell our listeners, TMI, for those of you who do not know, stands for too much information. And I just want to say something really quick before we do our TMI. When I listen to our shows, because I do religiously listen to our shows every Saturday, it's kind of a family event at my house every Saturday morning. I listen to Brothers on Law with my family. My daughter listens. She thinks it's great. She always comments, the custody queens are on, mom. Uh, And I listen to our TMI, and I always kind of laugh. And my friends always text me and comment and tell me how funny it is listening to the show because they comment how real it is listening to Sam and I and how much they can seriously see us while listening to us. And I just want to say that I really wish sometimes I could be less myself on the show because Sam and I are so real. I wouldn't like you if you weren't yourself, Kristen. I, 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 I actually <laughs> said to someone the other day, I, I sometimes I wish I could be less vulnerable and less real and more poised, but I, I, it's just not who I am. I'm, I am definitely a get what you see kind of girl and I'm just very real. Yeah, and I think that really brings up a good point with our TMI segment in general. We and Kristen and I together, we get up, we spend 12 hours every day working on your cases, and we are very passionate about being perfect and creating the absolute perfect case plan for everyone. We literally live, eat, breathe this stuff. But when we're not on the clock, which is rare, we're ourselves, we're human beings. We want everyone to know that we are, and I think it brings empathy to our clients and to everyone around us that we're real people too. We have real feelings. We are, and we're, and I think we're fun. I think that people who know us think we're fun. And Monday through Friday, seven to six, we are dotting every I and crossing every T. And I can tell you, our settlement proposals are incredibly well written, and we advocate better than any attorneys that I know. We truly are the best of the best, and we are passionate, and we are educated, and we are experienced. But like Sam said, when we are off the clock, we want to have some fun. We want to kick those heels off and let you guys get to know Sam and Kristen and the Custody Queens. And with that said... Kristen's procrastinating pulling a question out of the jar. Hey, I just said, with that said, I'm going to pull from the jar. All right, be easy on me. 
All right, so the question is, <laughs> if you could deliver a speech to, <laughs> to the entire world, what would you say? I actually really like this question, and it, I think it comes at a really unique time right now. If I could deliver a speech to the entire world, I would tell the world to be kind, especially where we are at right now. We have the holidays coming up. We have the election coming up. We have um, just a lot going on in the world. And I would say that I don't know what is going on in your life. And I don't know what's going on in your children's life. And I would just say, be kind. Let love rule. I love that. Nobody is aware of the personal challenges that anyone else is going through internally and how the pandemic has affected anyone else's personal life or family life. Just let love rule and be kind, people. Just be kind. Yeah, I think that's absolutely great, great advice, Kristen. And I, I think that we often forget and we get caught up in our own lives that we forget that everyone else also has really, really important things going on. And an, a small act of kindness to anyone can really just mean the difference. Yeah. I, I, Sam and I have, you know, we have someone that we work with and this person, it's someone we worked with for a really long time and she's probably listening to this show and she took the time out of her, her of her of her day this past week and she took the time to write Sam and I an email and the email started with thank you in all caps and she thanked us for about 27 things that we've done for her over the years and to her her Sam and I's acts truly have have been a life changer to her and to Sam and I we were just doing our jobs but I cannot tell you how much that email meant to me and how much it meant to Sam. Yeah. And it really actually kind of put the wheels in motion in my head. And I actually set out and wrote a, th a few thank you notes to people in my life that probably needed to hear the same thing. But to that person, you know who you are. You're listening to our show. You know who you are. Thank you for that. Because thank you, you. You made a huge difference in Sam and I's week. And I hope and I encourage all of our listeners to thank someone in this upcoming week for, for someone that has done something kind to you. I agree. I agree. All right. It's my turn. I'm in the hot seat. What is your least favorite fast food place? I know I'm probably going to get some hate for this, but I'm going to have to say McDonald's. And here's why. I'm, I'm real confused with <laughs> them going back and forth on this whole we serve breakfast, we don't serve breakfast thing. And all I ever want from McDonald's is breakfast. Sometimes I have to, you know, settle for some chicken nuggets, but I, I would say I'm frustrated with the change in McDonald's menu. Well, and let's just say, I don't even know that they're chicken nuggets. Let's just put that out Oh, they're there. chicken nuggies. <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong. Every now and then I love, you know, I, I have an obsession with the chicken nugget that's like shaped like the boot, you know, like that one in there. I, but I, I I am a little concerned that it's not chicken. I think it's fabulous. Uh, but yes, no, I, I think but it's still my least favorite place. <laughs> I, I don't think, know. I think it's a limited menu on the breakfast. Fair. <laughs> All right. Do you have one, Kristen? My least favorite fast food. Um... I'm taking an extraordinary long time to answer this question. Uh, I try to avoid fast food as much as I can, but probably like Jack in the Box. Yeah, um, probably Jack in the Box. 
I don't know that I don't they think have. Jack's any... gonna be very happy about that. I, I don't think they have anything that just absolutely grabs my attention. Burger King, you know. But you get a hat there, and you like crowns. I, I do love crowns. So Burger love... King's got to be our number one. Yeah, I don't know that I visited them in a very yeah. Very you got to go to the BK Lounge. Get a crown. All right, I'll put that on my to-do list this week. So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, so let's get into it. The topic of today's episode is service. What do we mean by service? We mean you get hit with a lawsuit. Someone hands you a stack of legal documents and you feel like you're gonna cry or you run away. What do you do? We think it's a really important topic to talk about because the laws are different kind of across the board and obviously across the state. and. We just want to make sure that everyone understands this is not a situation where you want to procrastinate. So when you get served with a legal document, you may be getting served with a document a variety of different ways. One of the most general ways to do this is personal service. Sometimes you have to be personally served with a legal document. That's often the case at the onset of any lawsuit. This is not just specific to family law, although we are for the most part going to be talking about family law. But when you get a envelope or someone comes up to you or you get something in the mail, the first thing you need to do is open it and look at it. Do not procrastinate it. And Kristen's going to talk a little bit about why it is so important to not procrastinate when somebody hands you a stack of documents and you may not know the first thing to do, but but go ahead, Kristen. So in a family law case, if you are served, uh, generally personally served, because that would be valid service uh, for a summons and a petition, which is generally what is filed to initiate a family law case, whether it's a summons or a petition to establish parental rights, you, you have a specific time period to respond. So by ignoring those documents and shoving them in your car or leaving them on your porch or throwing them, you can really affect your rights in the case. And here's why. Because if you get served with, for example, a packet for a request for divorce or dissolution of marriage, which is what we normally call it in the industry, When you get served with that, if you freak out and you do nothing, you run away, you you pretend you didn't get served, and you just ignore it, after a certain period of time, the other party is going to be able to move forward with taking what is called your default. That does not mean that you are blocking that person from divorcing them. That means actually quite the opposite. They're going to move along the case without you. You do not want anyone to move a case along without you because a lot of times people will say things that you have evidence that rebuts that and and you don't want to be in that situation. Yes, there are things you can do to potentially get out of it if, if you haven't actually been served, but service is the start of everything and the clock really does run the second you get handed that packet. So what, Kristen, would you say is the first thing you do when you open up that packet? 
So the first thing I would do is I would contact an attorney. I would not contact my friend. I would not post on Facebook in my mom's group or my dad's group or my local community group and ask for advice on what I should do regarding the documents that I would serve with. And it's kind of funny as an attorney and a very active member in my community, I see this happen all, all the time. And remember, your neighbor is generally not a qualified attorney to give legal advice. Your best friend is absent being licensed to practice law is generally not qualified to do that. But I would contact a attorney, specifically someone in that area of field. So if it's a civil case, contact a civil attorney. If it's a family law, contact Sam and I, the custody queens, we got you. Uh, we do offer free assessments to talk about your case and where you go from there. But that's the first thing I would do, figure out what your options are, okay? There are time limits. You generally have to file a response to that summons and petition within 30 days uh, there is some time for mailing if it's if it's a document that had to be served by or if it was allowed to be served by mail so that's the first thing I would do Sam yeah and I would say a, a close second to that is making sure that even after you contact an attorney or you have a telephone call set up with an attorney that you read everything even the stuff you don't know because a lot of times there will be a court date or some other time sensitive responsive action that you need to take and so you just want to be aware of that it's not to scare you but this is not one of those things that you can just ignore trust me in my off time when i'm not working i love to procrastinate during work though i can't do it and if if you get served with a lawsuit no matter what kind it is the first thing you need to do is something doing nothing is absolutely detrimental to your case i would say across the board yeah, and a lot of times service is improper and, and it wasn't done right. So if you are, I mean, obviously there's always exceptions or sometimes it can be agreed upon to accept it by mail or an attorney can agree to accept it or there's a notice of acknowledgement and receipt, which we can discuss in a little bit more detail later. But generally the initial divorce documents have to be personally served. But sometimes they're dropped on your front doorstep, which may not be valid service. So you always want to contact an attorney, ex describe and explain the way you receive the documents, take a picture if necessary, calendar any court dates that are noted in those documents, and if there is a mediation date, make sure that you note that as well. Because sometimes when I talk to people, they there's a court date that's already been passed, and you have options. And so it's important to be able to discuss all of those issues with the attorney. Yeah, and with family law and kind of this episode in general, we don't necessarily need anyone out there to understand whether or not service was proper or what it was or what happened. What we really need you to do is call us or consult with an attorney. There's a lot of different types of service depending on where you're at in the case. And so sometimes you may need to mail serve, sometimes you need personal service. Kristen just talked about what's called a notice of acknowledgement and receipt. That's simply the process of agreeing that you've been served on a particular day at a particular time. Why would you ever do that? Well, I can give you a good example. If you are at work and you know that you are divorcing your spouse or your, your spouse has initiated the process of getting a divorce from you, but you don't wanna be embarrassed at work. 
you want to work it out, you guys have, have kind of talked about it, then you may agree to accept service outside of the you've been served scenario by a process server or someone else. So you really just want to contact an attorney so they can let you know, hey, based on your case, based on what you've been served with, we're either going to ob object and make a claim that service hasn't properly been effectuated or we're going to respond. And you do not have to say you have you've been served. But it's cool. It, it's cool. <laughs> it's not like the movies. If someone hands you documents and they did not say you've been served, that does not mean that you have not been properly served. I still think it sounds really cool. It, it if does. If you sound go up cool. to someone and say you've been served. At the beginning of my legal career, I have served a few people, and I always thought I had to say you've been served. And so it was kind of funny as I've evolved in my career. I look back at my younger self kind of laughing at myself thinking I did not have to say you've been served. You bring up kind of an interesting point. Do you need to have a formal process server or someone that does that for a living serve you with legal documents? There are two types of servers. There is a server that is qualified to do so and then there is someone that is over the age of 18 and that is not a party to the action. And that's a very important part, right? So you can't actually serve the other side with your own divorce documents. You have to get a third party over the age of 18 to do so. Yes, that is the case. And Kristen, you have a, a, a pretty funny story we were talking about, about way back when having to serve someone, huh? Yeah, I think I was 19. Um, I was working for my employer at the time. And he sent me to serve someone that actually worked at a cemetery and he was a grave digger. <laughs> and so here I was, my 19-year-old self, and I had to go serve uh, a divorce, summons a petition, and all the associated documents that went with it. At and the he, cemetery. At the cemetery, and he worked the night shift because he this person I was serving literally dug graves. So I think I I think his shift started at like 10 at night. So I literally drove to the cemetery myself at 10 p.m. and I'm searching the grounds of the cemetery you know looking for this employer employee myself and I had to ask a few people it was kind of interesting how many people actually work at the cemetery at 10 o'clock at night yeah. uh, and the person I served was actually very very nice but now I look back at, at the age I am now going I can't believe I did that at 10 p.m. at night when served a grave digger by myself but the guy was very nice but yes I do have an interesting service That's story. That's funny. And it, it sort of brings up a really good point that sometimes you have to get a little creative with service. So sometimes you are not the person being served, right? You're the person initiating the divorce. And so you have to find someone that may be hiding from you or trying to evade service. Yeah, I actually had another uh, person that I was serving um, in early in my career and I served them and they actually threw the documents out of you know back at me got in their car and actually tried to you know follow me in their car and I think that that person thought that because they threw the documents out of the car that that meant that they weren't served so anyone out there you know who is doing serve you know serving type jobs remember it can be a little dangerous of a job yeah absolutely we know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrope. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. So now I think it's time to take a message from one of our listeners. What do you think, Kristen? Yes, let's do it. 
Hi, Custody Queens. I have a question. I am a grandma, and my daughter is not allowing me to see my grandchildren. And I was wondering if I have any recourse that I will be able to see them. I have a couple of grandkids, and I miss them. And I want to know what I could do to make sure that I get to see them. Thank you. And and that is a loaded question. That is very case-specific. We would love to speak with you and go over each fact of your case because it, it, it is such a detailed analysis and it is such a loaded question and provides, it needs, we need to provide strategy and is there a pre-existing relationship? How long have you been in the children's life? What was your role in the children's life? Where are the parents? Why aren't you able to see the children? Are the are the parents still alive? We should do a show about it. I, we, I think we are. I think it's coming up in the books. But we'd love to speak with you. That is not something we can cover in a three-minute segment in a Q&A. So if you're listening to this and you ask this question or you have this question, please give us a call and we can we can have a full consultation with you and get into detail on that question. Absolutely. So I think it's time for CQ Court. What do you think, Kristen? Let's do it. All right. So this week we're going to have a topic related to service, the topic of our show. Kristen is going to represent Sally, who has effectuated service, and I'm going to be the judge. And and I want to just put it out there for everyone listening. When we do these CQ courts, they are supposed to be dramatic. They are supposed to be over the top. When I do, when I represent the client, this is generally not how I would represent the client in court. It it is dramatic because I want all of our listeners to see how ridiculous some of these issues are, and, and then to illustrate a legal point. Yes, to illustrate the legal point, and then we follow up with exactly what that legal point is and break down that legal point. So today, I represent Sally Service. Court is now in session. Your Honor, what happened here in this case is my client's adult child, Adam, was the one who actually served the summons and petition to the opposing party, Bob. And the issue that's going to be presented here is whether or not service was valid. An opposing party is going to argue that service was not valid. And while it might not have been the best choice to use the party's adult child your honor i believe that we both know that service was valid thank you counselor you know i i will say that um service here may have been lawful but it's awful um what i mean by that really is you're right and service has been effectuated under the code someone over the age of 18 has served the other party in this case and that person, in this case an adult child, is not actually a party to the action because the family court no longer has jurisdiction and in no set of these facts have I seen that he is otherwise entangled in this case. With that being said, do I think it's a good idea for you to tell your adult child to serve his dad? No. But under the eyes of the law, that doesn't really matter. So I agree service has been properly effectuated. Agreed, Your Honor. And just a little side note on that, under no circumstance would Sam or I ever advise any of our clients to use their adult children, adult or not, 
to serve the other parent in this case. Children are not to be used in any part of the case whatsoever, adult or not. It is just not. Children should never be put in the role of being mangled in the divorce case at all. They just shouldn't. And also, look at it from the point of view of how is this going to help me come to any sort of settlement if that's even a possibility. People will think they can't come to a settlement on their case, and maybe not right away, but this does not set the stage for amicability. It just doesn't. It, it tastes bad, even if it is something that we can legally do. You're not going to put the other party in a position where they're going to want to hear you out or come to some sort of agreement to avoid legal fees, costs, time, court, trial. It's just not a, it's not a good thing. No, and it's not a good look. Think, I mean, as a parent, I couldn't imagine using my child, 18, 19, 20, as the messenger to serve to to serve the other parent with any legal document. Imagine what you're you're asking that even even whether it's an adult or not, that is still both parties' child. I mean, the role of the parents is to love the children, not to use the child as a messenger. And whether or not that that was valid service, I can tell you I would never allow my client to use their child as a messenger and as a server. Go hire a process server for 100 bucks and do it the right way, period. And if you can't afford that, there's plenty of people over the age of 18 that can do the service for you. Plenty out there. Yeah, and if you need suggestions on who you should use as a server or if you're getting advice that your children, your adult children should be used as a server, again, that's bad legal advice and you should be calling the custody queens and you should be hiring a new attorney. Court is adjourned. So basically, to sum up our episode, Sam, you've been served. What are a few things that you want our listeners to take home from this episode? I would say, number one, don't procrastinate. Put your big girl or boy panties on. And number two, don't use your children. It's tacky. And three, hire counsel, specifically the custody queens. Our Custody Queen team is growing. If you think you would be a good fit for our team, please email your resume to Kristen at custodyqueens.com. We are hiring for all positions, specifically attorneys and paralegals. There are few experiences more difficult than a divorce. Holstrom Block and Park has the experience and insight to help. I'm Dane Holstrom, and my name is on the door, and my team and I are here for you. Call 855-395-5111 for a free phone consultation. Our firm provides comprehensive services in family law. Whether you need help with a child custody case or dividing marital assets, call today at 855-395-5111. And with that said, this has been a great show. 30 minutes is never enough. Nope. Nope. Seriously, I I actually get a lot of comments that we need an hour, but that would be so much more preparation. (laughs) I don't know that there's enough time in our week for an hour. But if you are looking for legal counsel or you need an assessment on your case, please go to our website, custodyqueens.com, fill out an inquiry. Sam and I will get back to you and we will definitely assess your case, figure out what your options are, see if you need a second opinion. Please call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. 
Check us out at custodyqueensonair.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Kristen's handle is at custodyqueenskristen. My handle is at Samantha McBride. And Kristen, you know, today I really liked your answer to the TMI about the speech. So what is it that you want to tell all of the listeners out there? Let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with a custody. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.